Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Welcome back to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, a weekly show for the private investor who's interested in commercial property investing, just as the title says. But I think it's really important to make that distinction. This podcast is full of content from either myself or other private commercial investors who are out there doing it, who are willing to share their experiences. You see, the challenge I had when I started was actually accessing any pertinent information that was free and not tainted by the search for a professional fee at some point or some information that was just too narrow context, which is difficult to spot when you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We are here to give you a broad knowledge of what's going on, so you can make informed decisions about what strategies can work for you, and then you can really focus in on those. Now, recently I was at a face-to-face event, of which there's not been many, I have to say, and I was asked a number of questions. I was asked, why was I or why am I doing a podcast? Why I was out networking when maybe I was a bit further on with my property journey, over 20 years now, than those in the room that evening, who might be an earlier stage in their property career, and why was I doing a mastermind? Basically, I think she was saying, what's motivating you to put in time for all this stuff? Why are you not off doing something else? So thank you for the question, Jennifer. You made me think about it and made me realise that it might be of value to share with some of our listeners. To give you some more of an insight into why I do what I do, particularly in terms of networking and podcasting. And of course, I guess the social media stuff too. It's for more reasons than you might think. So let me try to explain myself. And thankfully, it didn't take me too long to come up with the answer. Whilst thinking this through, I also realised there are a number of interwoven elements. So you'll have to bear with me. Hopefully, it will come out coherently, make sense. But one of the things that did come out for me is understanding where the true value comes from face-to-face networking. I'll come on to that later, but it amazes me how many people don't think it through and approach it with the right mindset, or they approach it with the wrong mindset. And changing your mindset can open a huge door of opportunity to you if you're willing to lift your head and see it. Yeah, okay, Jerry, but what difference has that made directly to the bottom line? Well, I will come on to that in a bit. But I can assure you it has resulted in a number of superb deals. And I'll give you some tips on how it can for you too. Right, Jennifer, thanks for the question and let me share some reasons with you. So the first thing is I was conscious that my learning was restricted to what I was experiencing. Wasn't finding enough external influences that could improve my thinking, my business or a success rate. Now, don't get me wrong, I was getting some good networking on general business practices, but not specifically on property or commercial property. So podcasting and a better focus on networking has given me that learning opportunity, 
In fact, the podcast specifically forced me to think about the processes and the direction of our own business all the time, because I want to make sure I give good, well-thought-out content, which in turn makes me think through our operations, the description of how things work, so that it's actually value to you. So the first one was about continuous learning, putting myself in an environment where I could actually learn from others who were a bit further on down the track, maybe some that were a bit behind, but those that were doing something different. All about trying to add external influence to what we were doing in our business, but particularly our commercial property business. So the second one, and this is in no particular order, was the ability to raise money for future projects. And I know this has helped already with existing contacts. So those are people that I've known before, but they've grown to know me and how we work our business much more because of the podcast. It makes the whole process of sharing how we operate much more efficient. You don't just um, talk to one person and then have to go to the next person, next person. When you record a podcast, you just don't know who's listening and there'll be lots of people listening, of course. And we've also been approached by different people who are interested in working with us from an investor point of view who we didn't know beforehand. So it's been both, really. It's helped raise more money from existing contacts by building up, I guess, more of a trust level and also has brought in newer investors. And it's just part of the process of putting yourself out there. I find it an easier way to do so by podcast. Plus, once you've recorded an episode, of course, it's evergreen. It's always up there, whereas a lot of the social media posts tend to be here today and gone tomorrow. Having said that, they do go hand in hand. The combination of both that social media and the podcast is really quite powerful. So the third one on my list was helping others. So it's genuinely enjoyable and fulfilling. When you go through life's experiences and challenges with someone, it builds a connection. You start to root for them. They maybe start supporting you. The whole thing can go two ways. And it gives you that feeling of actually some value and helping somebody out. And when I started in commercial, there was no manual. There were no books or materials, at least that I could find, particularly my niche. So there was a problem. And of course, what does that mean? Well, it's an opportunity, right? It's just that I didn't act on it for a few years. Yeah, apologies for that. But better late than never. So let me give you a couple of examples. Building of knowledge and in turn confidence with a bit of clarity has led to a number of deals being completed by our one-to-one clients and our mastermind attendees. I have mentioned it before, but I can almost physically see the fog start to lift when we get to around the third or fourth session of the mastermind because my job is to pull back the curtain on how all this crazy market actually operates and I've mentioned before about the jigsaw you might have all the pieces in your hand or a number of the pieces but if you don't have the picture in the box it's quite difficult to know how they all go together right so it just takes time but once you see that fog lift and people switch on to what's going on is fantastic but it does take time and effort it doesn't come quickly overnight So this third one is about fun and feeling of having done something worthwhile for another person. I get a lot of value from that. The fourth one, reason that I'm out networking, doing podcasts, is meeting lots of investors with lots of different backgrounds and strategies. This really helps with learning, which I did mention earlier on, but it also gives you exposure to something that can totally change your conditioning. This can come from both, I guess, on a podcast point of view, working with guests and learning from their experiences, but also 
working with students who are going through different projects and different types of um, experiences, I guess. And I wasn't really able to do that before. So what I've effectively done really is set up my own network to get that learning and that experience. And I'm fully immersed in that swim. You have to remember, this can be a lonely sport. And, you know, in residential property, there is more help out there. There's more information. But even there, it can be lonely because at the end of the day, you need to be the leader. And that can make you feel that everyone is watching and waiting for you. And even more disconcerting, they might actually be relying on you to know what you're doing and to lead the way. I've met some amazing people and built friendships outside of the podcast interview with people that have guests that have come on the show. And all have been so kind with their time and knowledge. I can't name them all here, but thank you all of you for sharing and helping me and our listeners with our commercial project over here. You wouldn't believe how humble some of these guys are and girls. It can be quite a challenge actually to get them to open up and feel comfortable enough with sharing those juicy bits that we all take most value from. So more to the point, I have to share with you that something I'm really excited about personally is the growing number of students and podcast guests that are still hanging around. There must be something we or the community are doing that they like and want to remain part of. I'm so looking forward to holding larger and larger learning and fun events for the whole CPI community. I'm not taking any of it for granted and I want all of you to be honest with your feedback on what you want more of and what we should maybe do less of. So it was a bit of a secret hope of mine. It would be possible to build a community of private investors who were involved in commercial, involved in commercial property. So then we could share the same journey, the wins, the successes and failures, or at least the learning opportunities. Because I was finding it difficult to find a network of commercial investors that were actually out there doing it. So a few people talking about it, but not actually doing it. Most other networks, not necessarily just for commercial property, were a bit superficial at best, or at worst based on selling, and no mention of farming. The value from networking, for me, comes from far more than selling your wares. It comes from things like support, long-term relationships, the door-opening opportunities, those off-the-cuff remarks that somebody might make that change the direction of your life completely. The sharing of experiences. Sometimes it's even just about joining the dots, about getting the picture of the jigsaw. I bet it's happened to you a few times. You've been chatting to someone about a project or about an industry figure, a location or a strategy, and suddenly a few dots in the back of your mind or a few cogs just click over and now you've just worked out how a big piece of the market looks and works. But without having those conversations at a face-to-face networking event or opportunity, you might have never had the opportunity to pick up on these things. Your number one reason for going networking, though, I'm sure is about growing your business. But let me get this straight. Selling is only a small part of growing your business. Don't miss the rest, all those things I just mentioned. Be a farmer. Know that sometimes you're going to have to sow to reap your crop later. Okay, let's move on to the next basic reason for doing all of this. You've heard lots of investors trying to get projects. Well, what about turning the tables and getting yourself into a position where potential projects start finding you or me? And networking has brought me well over 60% of our deals. I think it's probably about 65%. 
And that can often mean, in fact, I think about it, all of that really has meant they were off market, which of course is fantastic. And in terms of the podcast, so that was the networking side on, in terms of the podcast and doing all that stuff, it breaks down the barriers again, as I mentioned, and it brings potential gatekeepers to us. Now, I haven't done a deal that's been specifically as a result of this podcast, but I know that the podcast is listened to by some agents, who some may get a hump is what I say about agents, <laughs> but it's not everybody. I'm not tarring you all the same brush, but some of them have brought me deals, and I think the willingness to do so has been a little bit to do with the podcast. I hope you've got your ears covered at the moment. <laughs> so it is important. It is important, both the networking and the uh, podcast, from my point of view, to bring potential projects. And then I've got another one here, Jennifer. The sixth one is actually to bring my own team into this experience. As I mentioned earlier on, I've had the opportunity to talk to others about what we do and to reflect on our processes. Well, by bringing in my team, they are able to do exactly the same thing. And I've started to see that happen. It's fantastic. They have to think about what they do. They have to think about how to discuss that with other people and how to make it um, user-friendly, I guess. But also, value to us, is they get an opportunity to learn from other projects that other people are doing, and they're doing in other ways. And sometimes that's just through deal analysis, which can be really interesting, or through somebody buying a building and developing it out, and we're a part of that process to help them do that. But all of that does add value to us, okay? So it, it's bringing the team on and all of us sharing that experience and levelling up. So the last one is the additional income stream to the overall business. And that is done in a number of ways, of course, through paid mentoring and support and all those different things, but also many of the ways I've mentioned above. I purposely put this one last, of course, but it is an important reason to put in time and effort to networking, podcasting and so forth. That is only part of the equation. The healthy way to look at it, I think, is that it's a byproduct. Extra sales and income is a byproduct of all the other benefits I've highlighted throughout this episode. Now, don't get me wrong, you do need to be purposeful. You do need to think through and strategize about what you're doing. I'm not saying it's just going to fall on your lap, but think first and foremost about giving good content and good value to customers and some of those other benefits I've mentioned. But what I've learned about podcasts and networking and all those different things is that the effectiveness of one platform or form of getting yourself out there, as it were, can be far more effective if it's combined with two or three others. So for instance, a podcast on its own is difficult to make visible without the help of social media or even going out and doing face-to-face. -face. And the effectiveness of that face-to-face -face networking has an obvious limiting factor in that you can only see so many people in its general geographical area and actually build some kind of rapport. You can't see hundreds and hundreds of people because you can't really build rapport. Not personally one-to-one -one and have those conversations. So for me, when you combine a few different ways of developing that um, effective new connections, it means you're in the swim at multiple levels. So it might be somebody who's just getting started. It might be somebody who's much further ahead of you. I think you need to enter the market at lots of different levels. Perhaps later down the track, I'll have to review that, but I really hope not. I enjoy all that stuff for start. And why would I not do this? At some point, I'm sure I will focus on other things, but right now, as I say, I'm enjoying it, and I'm loving the results. 
seeing our mentees, their businesses grow, the benefits for our team members and the experiences. So while it's in my head, a couple of tips about networking, because as you can tell, I really like networking. I really see the value of it. And I know some people don't. In fact, some people um, almost have a venomous um, anti-networking part about them. And I guess it's horses for courses, right? And what works best for you. But it's about being prepared about who you might be meeting. Follow-up is so critical. Following up when you do meet people, don't expect that conversation to go anywhere without you doing something about it. Be specific, as I say, and most importantly, be a farmer. Appreciate that's not brilliant if you need money right now to feed the children tomorrow, but try to get the balance. There are other ways to get sales right now. If you try to sell too much in the face-to-face environment, you might burn a lot of bridges that could have led to unbelievable opportunity. And a final little note on that is, remember the old analogy, you've got two ears and one mouth. So when you're out networking, try and ask questions and try not put your ego out there and talk too much. So thanks so much for listening to me today. Thank you, Jennifer, for the questions. I'm glad I got through that with you. Um, and to the other side, hopefully it makes sense. As I say, there's a few different topics in there, but the, the reality is there's loads and loads of benefits for doing all this stuff. And maybe one day, for those of you that are listening that haven't already met, maybe we'll shake hands and have a laugh about what this networking lark is all about. And I, of course, I'm just as scared as you are even now about networking. So next week, we have a great episode lined up about the general kind of year-end situation with finance. And specifically, actually, we've got a, a project to talk about, about exit finance on a CMO project. And I know a few of you have been asking me about that, so stay tuned. If you haven't already subscribed, or you're one of those guys or girls that tends to dip in and out, why not subscribe to the podcast on your listening platform so you don't miss any episodes, or at least the list because there might be one in there that's really going to make a difference to you. And although I think it should be law that you listen to every podcast I slave away at, of course, <laughs> it's okay to look through the list and pick the ones that you think seem to be the most relevant to you. But in order to get that list, you need to subscribe. So that's your action point. As soon as this podcast is finished, is go and subscribe. And this podcast is finished now. Go. Go.